1: kind of a, a rich journey through exhaustion today i feel
0: so much better for reading people's comments yes. because um we're not alone we're not alone and also i just find it so interesting that we've had the most anonymous comments yeah, out of true. any podcast we've done because there 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 is this idea that we're never supposed to say yeah do you know what i'd love a break from this i've had i've had enough
1: yeah and i'd like to put a disclaimer at the front of this chat and it relates almost to every single topic we discuss. We can only discuss things through the lens of our own experience, but that never for a minute means we don't recognise that people's experiences with the things are very different, very contrasting. But I am a huge believer in the fact that regardless of your circumstances, you are you and you are entitled to your own interpretation yeah. of events.
0: And I think the thing is, it's it's like in, it's like if you look for the similarities... Yeah. Because there are always differences between all of us, but I think you can, if you listen, you can hear something that will chime with you. i tell
1: you what, it's a far braver person who seeks out the similarities in what's being said rather than someone who just closes everything down, down because, because of the, the
0: differences. differences. Mm. Blimey, we could stay on with it. Just that one down? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Am i actually laughing! Because <laughs> oh. I'm thinking about the title... Of this week's podcast, and I'm looking at both of us. <laughs> we look utterly burnt out. We look burnt out,
1: Mark. I am. I'm exhausted. Oh Just God, getting this fucking set up for this chat, guys. <laughs> we've got fucking strimmers in the garden. We've got we've got building. We've got trees coming down. We've got drills. We've got lawn mowers. We've literally moved from eight different places in the house. Oh,
0: please get us back <coughs> to the mobile studios. Uh, um, uh, yeah, <coughs> yeah. No,
1: I do feel very burnt out. This is all about parental burnt out and uh, burnout. And um, I'm so burnt out, I can't speak.
0: Actually, it came off the yeah. back of an article, isn't it, didn't it, that you found last week? And I thought it was really interesting the way that question was posed. You know, we can we use it in everything else in life, yeah. work, you know, work-life balance, all of that. But when it comes to being a parent, we d- I never really hear anyone say that.
1: No, well, and I, and I think, it, again, it ties in a little bit perhaps with one of the more recent chats that we had about, well, we had a chat about failure, which necessarily meant we had a chat about success, really. And I think burnout, Parental burnout for me, as I've cast my mind back, seems inextricably entwined with the idea of failing or not succeeding at Mm. what one should be. So, yeah, it feels like
0: driving yourself too hard, high expectations.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And of course, at the moment with the pandemic, and, you know, I mean, people are working 15, 16 hour days. Yeah. I mean, like somebody was saying to me at work the other day, she feels like she has three shifts. Yeah, She doesn't just have a day shift, she has three shifts. You know, she has the homeschooling shift, she has her work shift, and then she has the night shift, which she has to do all of the other stuff that she usually would have done when the kids were at school. And it's sort of very, very long days. Yeah, I mean, Everybody's I think I got... think
1: where, it's interesting because this this um, survey that was carried out by, strangely, a university in Belgium or, or somewhere, um, looks at... Was looking at parental burnout prior to the COVID crisis. This this has got nothing to do with the COVID crisis. Mm. The idea that ten percent or something thereabouts, something like ten percent of all parents feel that they have are in or have experienced extreme parental burnout. And I think there are many other phrases to that, that can describe burnout. I mean, for example, quite a few comments have come through on our social media. Uh, revolving around toddlers. And I think there's a very different kind of exhaustion Mm. that all mums, mostly mums, but also all mums and and new dads can relate to, which is lack of sleep and... Toddlers in a pandemic being trapped in. Imagine if you haven't got a garden. Yeah. Oh, my God. I
0: I, I cannot even imagine. And it's very... I mean, you say 10%. I would be fascinated what
2: the oh, percentage is more. now. Everyone
0: yeah. is off the scale. People are at the end of their tether. In a way, for us, it's been a bit strange because we've always homeschooled. But our kids also used to go to homeschooling groups and all that stuff. Everything is shut down and and both our kids... Um, anxiety levels are very high and they're a constant blooming worry but I thought I might go back first I thought I might take us back a
2: bit well we always (laughs) like to do that to
0: my mum's now when I think back on it it would have been complete burnout but at the time I just hated her I was at that really weird age 13 14 I was starting to to go out I was starting to lie about where I was I was coming home late I would get home from school and all I wanted to do was storm past my mum let her feel that I hated her and go up to my room it's funny isn't it because yeah. when I think about how the girls do that to me sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting payback for it um and I would argue with her with her on everything. And, you know, I was very, very... Um, I mean, I wasn't like a dire teenager and, under any circumstances. I was a fairly normal teenager who was pushing up against my mum. And, you know, we were having all those classic sort of arguments. Um, and I remember one day, there was various things that my mum had asked me to do that I hadn't done <laughs> one day sitting in my room. And I heard this Thund- these thundering footsteps coming up up the stairs. And then my door just smashed open and smashed against the wall. And she went, right, that's it. Do whatever you want. I officially give up. I don't care whether you do your homework. I don't care whether you do your exercise. I don't care. And she just this tirade. <laughs> and I was like, it was the weirdest thing because... I really remember being quite scared
2: yeah. because I
0: didn't want her to give up on me, actually. And you would you would think that actually, oh, thank God, now she's going to shut up. But I hated it. And I remember that whole evening thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do if my mum's not pushing me On my mum's not? Of course, she went back to it. And I heard her go downstairs and she was crying. And now when I think about it, she was just absolutely burnt
1: out. So she officially tendered her resignation?
0: She tendered her resignation and my mum and dad had quite an old fashioned marriage, though I would argue that most blooming men that I know are like this, even you, where she was the bad cop and he was always the good cop. So, you know, years later we discovered that behind the scenes she was going, Well, what time are they coming back? Dad would be, And why are they why are you allowing them to do this? So, but yeah. but to us, he was always like, Yes, yeah, do what you like? You know, he was the he was the fun one, he was the good one, and my mum was the, the one that would, you know,
1: Enforce the rules. Well, I think that's an interesting point that you make because I think parental burnout. When I think about it as a phrase, I'm thinking of frazzled parents. You know, Mm -hmm. parents that, um, you know, we're, you know, the part of the gig of being a parent is being frazzled with tiredness and smelling awful. I always remember that Robin. No, 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 I always remember Robin (laughs) Williams. Robin Williams, the comedian, did that stand up once where he said. you know, don't don't take drugs, just have kids, you smell awful, you're broke, you've got sickle it. down your front. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you've got shit on your lap. I mean he obviously went a bit further than that. And and it's kind of true, you know, I think it's part of the it's part of the it's part of the shtick, isn't it? But I do think from what you were just saying there, this idea that, you know, I think parental burnout within a sort of relatively normal, sort of relatively happy family situation will be aggravated by the perception of support or not by one half of the partnership. Mm. You know, there's this idea and I think there's a lot of studies to show that in, in lockdown, you know, uh, women have found their lot really sort of stepping back in terms of not only dealing with the emotional sophisticated uh, complexities of everything, but having to do all of the cooking and everything else as well. So sort of resorting back to old stereotypes. Um, and I
0: think more often than men, though, again, I'm yeah. aware that could be a sweeping generalisation, women's friendships... Are a real um pressure release. Yes. Oh, the bloody kids are driving man, a couple of glasses of wine, a bit of a lot. And that's all the women I speak to, they say that's causing an enormous buildup of pressure. Right, right. They're not having that sort of lice moan where you have a bit of a moan with your friends, and then you go back and you're all very happy with your yeah. family. That that is no there, no longer. Yeah, because I
1: mean I suppose if I cast my mind back, uh, my mum's entire The sort of adulthood as a parent from my perspective. If I, if I think of my mum from about the age of one to 17, I think of her as in burnout. I, th- I think of mm. her as burnt out. Which she's
0: high anxiety.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whether that was entirely as a consequence of being a parent, some of it will have been. I was a very annoying child. I know that. I asked constant and incessant questions. I was nicking money from a purse in order to go and buy stickers. And, and I was just a And pain. she was
0: also only 18 when
1: and she was, had you. No, she was 20 when she had me. But she was, and she was young and she was a party animal and she was very pretty and she had a very sort of, you know, uh, you know, bohemian lifestyle. But she was um, drinking a lot. Oh, she was and, drinking. And, and
0: that we know in the pandemic, people have have really upped their alcohol to deal with yeah. pressure and so that will be contributing a lot but
1: it? i think i think as a child like your your example there is you can think of those acute moments where even within the tapestry of normal behavior and whatever mm. your normal is is different so my normal was different to your normal mm. it was always mm. intense and mm. stressful and anxious and often angry but also incredibly unpredictable and i had a lot of freedom um but at the same time, I do remember one instance where I remember thinking as a <clears throat> as a child, oh, shit, something's really not right with my mum. And it revolved around me finding her in the downstairs bathroom at home when I came back from school and she'd concussed her head, she'd taken drugs, she had a nosebleed, and she was passed out. And I remember thinking she was dead. Uh, and that must have happened around the time that she had a breakdown and took me out of school. And, and, and essentially... Though she didn't vanish, she, she didn't talk to me now. So I didn't know where she'd gone. And I remember around that time, if I look back now, I think, well, I wonder if, you know, the, well, obviously she had her picadillos and issues with, you know, addictions and, and relationship fuck-ups and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, how much was I a contributing factor in that? And I think it's really important to bear that in mind when we talk about parental burnout in general. You know, if I think of the most testing times in my life as a parent before we had our girls and also at the beginning of us having our girls, it was my my biggest stress was also attached to whatever, however... So whatever self-harm I was engaged Mm. in towards myself. So if I was drinking Mm. a lot, you know, I was was thinking the other day, I was talking to someone about how, you know, in order to see Izzy and Fleur as an absent dad and as a guy who liked to drink and socialize, I would curate my um, drinking and my social life life quite rigidly, as rigidly as I could as a 20-something man around my access time. But that chaos and carnage still led to stress and I know the Mm. girls will have felt that, you know, and I felt Mm. I remember... Because you were hungover. Yeah, I was hungover and there'd be times when I knew that I would not drink as much because I had the girls, but I'd still have a bottle of wine in the house, you know, Mm. when they came back to the flat. And I remember waking up in the morning and the girls wanted to be ready to go to the park at whatever time and I'd be like, you know, tiredness and burnout. And I do think burnout is is probably a bit of a social, you know, it's... it's probably a big taboo, a social taboo, to, to say, you know what, I, I can't I'm bit, do this. I'm a, I
0: need time out. I literally can't. I need can't, a break. Yeah, I need a break. I need a
1: parental break. And you can't yeah. have parental breaks. There I are mean, no parental. There are no parental breaks. breaks unless you have grand, you know, your own parents or grandparents that you can turn to. But even if you can turn to them emotionally, there's never a break as a parent. No. And I think that's I mean, the if big, we
0: go away, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to us having a few days away with the realise. girls after, we as in this, I mean. <laughs> You know, they come up, don't they? You do, because yeah. you're away from them. And so it is that time when you have those conversations that you might have to have in hushed tones at home about yeah. them. And, it, you know, it, and they, you're never, you never, you never are carefree again no. in the way that you were before you had children. And it's okay to say, it doesn't mean you don't love your children. It doesn't mean you're not enormously grateful for having children. It doesn't mean that they're not the joy of your life. But it's okay to go, do you know what? Sometimes I'm completely. I'm effing overwhelmed with this, and I wish just in this moment I didn't have all the worry, all the concerns in my head for them. I just want a little break from the stress. And I think, pandemic-wise, it has just been so relentless. uh, Oh, there goes the police. It's been so relentless that I I think there wouldn't be many parents that say, I'm hitting a bit of a wall here.
1: I'm, I kind of want to keep mining this idea that, you, you know, I think I think it's kind of understandable when kids are younger, weirdly, that there's a literal sense of burnout, that there's a sort mm. of physical sleeping, lack not, of sleep. Yeah, yeah you know. You're just
0: eating bits of dry toast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, leftover
1: yeah. fish Returning to, to Robin Williams' idea of the, you know, the junky parent. I mean, you know, that's where you're left. you <laughs> <a> <laughs> such a great <laughs> picture, isn't it? But, um, but I do think, I, I, and I've been surprised by this, and I'm going to share this, so I'm not going to go into great detail about it, If I really am rigorously honest about where I felt the most extreme burnout and for want of a better expression, despair, it's been as my girls have got older. And with my oldest girls, I think we've gone through very meaningful now, very meaningful, you know, discussions and processes of coming to terms with stuff. But there have been and there still are times where I feel so profoundly helpless And being able to enact change, or or be able to do something that I think would help better help the relationship. So my my point being that as they get older, there's this strange idea that it will all get easier. I found in in some regards it gets a lot harder because of course they're becoming their own fully formed adults. You know, I I find I get most frustrated at how to mobilize. At times, I mean, Maddie's a great kid, you know, but so how do you mobilise them towards something they don't want to do? start,
0: Yeah, once they start telling you I'm 18 and I don't have yeah, to, it's they don't very, very do scary. Stuff. They don't hit 18 and you think, wow, this is it, they're off on their own at, Not all. at all. Not at it's all. all. It's more scary. Absolutely. I think some of my hardest burnout times were definitely when, before we took Kiki out of school and I was just absolutely desperate, desperate, yeah. desperate. Um, in their early years, that was my worst time. But definitely... Um, over this last year, I the state of worry and panic that I've had because I just keep thinking about when I was 17, nobody could have kept me inside. Nobody could have done what they've had to do to me. I wouldn't... I was so wild. I so needed to be out partying, drinking, socialising, you know, going out with boys, all that stuff yeah. is just gone. And, and, and the thing is, I think so many of them just want that stuff now coming out. And I worry because, of course, we as parents want to get them back on track. We want to get them motivated. We want to get where are you heading career-wise? What are you doing? I mean, Maddie's into A music, she's a singer-songwriter. You know, she wasn't able to do the acting courses she was last year and now we've got this terribly difficult, egg moment mm. where we've got to start saying, so how are we going to get back on the road? Yeah. And probably all they are thinking, these teens, is what are you talking about? Yeah. I just want to be at festivals. I want to be down the pub. I want to be in a club. Don't start on me about how I'm going to... Mm. And, of course, we understand as parents that... You've got to kind of do both in tandem. And I think what becomes really hard for me as a parent with teens is, is that you have to be so bloody careful with everything you say. We have to you be so
1: flexible saying. and pliable. You have to be kind of so
0: flexible because we are not the sort of parents. We never have mm. been. We've chosen a much harder route yeah. where we were always in discussion with them. We have never been point your finger, wag your finger saying, this is what you're going to do. No, And I, I feel very burnt out with how many other different ways I can try and say something. I know you do, mm. without upsetting the apple cart. You know, Kiki's going back to school this year. That's a huge thing for us after six years of homeschooling. I just feel constantly like I've got just a twisted gut. Yeah. And that I'm just trying to be okay with everything and trying to hang out and trying to be fun. Fun mom, you know, nice mum, mum that cooks nice meals. You know just trying to just get them through this horrendous year at the yeah. same time as t- us trying to get us to well, I, think get really, I think
1: everything you say there is really important. I mean, I think there's an idea when you think of the term parental burnout, again, as I said, it's physical, it's manifested in time. But actually, I feel a, I feel an emotional and spiritual burnout because yeah, I, really, I really treasure the way in which, or I really value, because I never had a dad, I really... Try and value. I've got lots of things wrong. Don't get me wrong. Jesus Christ is the amfler, and Maddie and Kiki will eventually also point them point them out to me. But. I really do treasure the way in which I've tried to really respect all my girls mm. as individuals but also as individual strong women. I've tried to I do try to cater for their individual needs mm. as well as the collective needs of being mm. a parent of four daughters. Sometimes, to, too, or, much. To, some, too, sometimes much. too much. We've done it too much, absolutely. Something to support them. But you know, sometimes that burnout can manifest itself in different ways. So I hear what you're saying about about Maddie and Kiki and yeah, you you, you literally at a certain point you are You are fighting an impossible battle to get a grown adult to do something that you recognise as good for them. If they fundamentally don't want to do it, they might even make the motions. But if you know they're they're only making the motions, this isn't going to really touch them. So I find that really frazzling and really exhausting. But in a very different way, even with Izzy being 27, uh, you know, and even with you know Fleur being in her early twenties now, it's 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 I can even feel in them that they're wanting to radiate a sense of they're doing all rightness even when I know that none of life is that easy. And in doing that, I know they're compounding the problem and not reaching out to or making use of a parental source of of comfort that's freely available Mm. to them because they've got some perception in their head that they need to be seen to be accomplishing life. And that really tires me out because Mm. I can see from afar. But that's
0: where you have to let go. Everyone has to make their own mistakes. I mean, when I think about now and I think back and I think where I can remember the points that my dad was trying to navigate me maybe towards a better light than the one I was heading. And it was just like... No. Yeah. No, just let me and it must have been so frustrating because you could see the mistakes, because it yeah. was a mistake we made. And that's where it becomes really difficult. The letting go becomes very difficult. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we both like that. We 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 we're so hard on ourselves as parents. And, you know, I, I never I mean, even just this morning, I was just, you know, chatter, chatter in your head. Before I was even thinking about the podcast, I was just chattering away in my head, stinking thinking, I call it. And it was just chattering away and it was just perfectly comfortable and I was just like having a really nice go at myself at how shit I am as a mum. Yeah. And it was just there. It was just the chatter in my head. So you're not, you because you're not one of those mums and you're not a, yeah. like, what Comparing is Comparing and contrasting. All the time, socialists. you know, this reaching for some sort of excellence. God, I mean, God, I never reach for perfection for sure, but I'm reaching for an excellence that I cannot get to. I am not that, or I'm not the organized mum. Because in that article, it talks a lot about the mum that like over herself, you know, lots of after school groups, this, that, you know, lots of all, all sorts of things that they pile up on themselves. And actually, even reading that article made me feel inferior right. So I thought god I feel burnout and I didn't do any of those yeah, things you, you feel
1: unjustified burnout I've I'm got burnout, unjustified burnout yeah, oh awful. my
0: god what do I do for my yeah. kids actually that's really I don't difficult. do anything for them yeah. what do I actually do
1: I'm big on this at the moment I, oh I think it's really god. important in so many areas of life and I think parental burnout really is another way of describing some kind of mental sort of you know crisis point really of being a parent um is that there's so much sort of Hierarchical judging of whether you're justified to have the grief that you've got. I'm sick of all this. It happens in everything, you know. It's like I'm a recovering alcoholic, and and sometimes you get hear people saying, "Oh, but my rock bottom wasn't rock bottom enough." And it's like, "Well, no, bullshit. It's it's relevant to you." So I hear what you're saying. We all have someone. As my granddad used to say, "There's always someone doing something better than or worse than in your whatever your terms of better and worse are than you." So you can forever use someone else as a stick. Oh, to I to, compare to myself yourself. to every other
0: and mum so I know. It's so frustrating. I'll be talking to friends of mine and they'll say something they've done. I think, oh, yeah. God, I haven't done that. Yeah. I'm terrible
1: for it. It's funny, that it's only whilst we're sitting here talking, that's why I like these chats sometimes, that we don't think about it too much. We could come in infinitely more prepared with sort of statistics, graphs and charts. That would be boring, wouldn't it? Uh, and then I'd be like Chris Whitty. But um, I'm just thinking, you know, if I think back, actually, to the logistics of when I was trying to keep Fleur and Izzy connected... When I was with, you know, neither of their mums, you know, that was a, p- a period of extraordinary stress for me. Uh, I I drank when I wasn't with them because. The thought of those weekends, I would approach those weekends, and I think I'm, yeah, it was
0: obsessive. That I mean, I used it, to see you driving yourself into the ground. Well, it was something, obsessive, because, but you decided it was the right thing well, and to because, do. Yeah, it's and coming
1: from a good it, place, well, absolutely. Com- you know, many, many parents, many absent parents get a bad press because there's yeah. this assumption they don't want to know. And I was trying to yeah. straddle both having private time with with Izzy as best as I could, have private time with Fleur, and make sure that they had connectivity because I wanted them to have the mm. sibling thing. But if, it's I, a look, good point but if I look back if I look back the
0: absent parents' burnout as well on that's coping, why I wanted to flag yeah. it back
1: up because I think a lot of people listening whether you be a you know more common more common well no not more common for every single mum there's a dad that's not there yeah. um you know I think it it's a different type of burnout, but it's an extreme burnout and it's not just a burnout of time and money and physicality it's a it's a burnout of emotional spiritual you know your spiritual foundation as a and i mean that in a non religious sense you know just Where's your soul? Your soul as a parent. You can just lose so much of yourself. And I I did. I, I lost so, so much of myself. And the net result isn't necessarily even a particularly beneficial one to the kids because all they're getting is a dad, white at the gills, str- stridently forcing an artificial situation together, make it work, holding it together, work, 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 get on, everyone get on for 48 hours, oh, and then release on a Sunday night because you've tried your best. Very stressful, mm. and that was a certain type of burnout. And I think, I do think, you know, it's an important detail for any of the listeners, anyone listening now, you know, around this. If you're wondering, well, where am I on this scale of burnout, parent, parental burnout? How much do you drink? I think, especially in lockdown. I mean, if you, you know, drink does nothing but aggravate the problem. Mm, drink it does nothing but aggravate it. the problem. Actually, um, have you ever wanted yeah. a break from parenting? Is it, has yes. your burnout ever got to a point where you've
0: a to break? Not all the time I do. I think, oh, I wish I could just. But a you know, and I, break. Obviously, the caveat there is I'm enormously yeah. in love with my children and have gratitude for having children. But it's okay to just go. Sometimes, you know what? I just.
1: Really well, it's not a break from your children no, as who it's they just are. It's a, a break, break from, from, from the role. Pressure. Yeah, <laughs> it's from a the break role. from the yeah. role. I mean, I think I get it. I think you know, I haven't not had a dependent to think about since the age of twenty-three. Mm and I will never ha- not have that mm. moment and mm. I sometimes think fuck
0: I think something that adds to my burnout as well sometimes is that when I when I can see very very clearly a reflection of my uh, the things that I would like to change in myself and I see them I see that I've given them to my daughters right right
1: <laughs> What do you mean you see
0: well, some of my traits that that they are shown back to me in my thoughts. And I know that it's totally
1: my fault. Well, you want a break from facing them.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, God, that's me. That's only me, that yeah. poor child.
1: <laughs> well, we've done something slightly differently this week. Obviously, Maddie and, and poor old Carlitos wouldn't be able to tell us whether we, we're we burnouts. Or, yeah, if you're, or you're we, new to this podcast, we, we usually
0: have yeah. our 18-year-old daughter, Maddie, contribute, and our friend Lisa's son, Carlitos, who's 17, contribute to whatever our discussions yeah. are. So today we've asked um, Carlitos' mum, Lisa, Yeah. To um, to record something around needing a parental break, parental burnout. Um, we may not be able to use it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's incre- she uses we incredibly uh, hot language.
0: We, we we haven't actually listened to it yet because we never yeah. listen to the recordings. So you may only get one line of it. We'll yeah. see <laughs> how much we're allowed to actually print. Go on.
2: A parental break. Oh, my Lord. I would love a parental break. Can you imagine? Right, kids, I'm off. I'm off to the Maldives with Tom Hardy. I'm only going for a couple of weeks. The food's in the fridge. You can deal with everything yourself. God, can you imagine? That would be so amazing. I remember there was a time where... I had done a really early shift. I work on GMB. I got back and I was absolutely shattered. I went throughout the day doing all my chores and all the mummy bits and everything, sat down to a lovely meal, and one of my darling children didn't like the dinner and just sort of went, "Mm," you know, not majorly disrespectful. But when you've been out and had such a long day... And you sit down and you think, right, let's all just eat nicely. Let's just all, you know, chat and stuff. And then you get this slight comment that the meal isn't nice. I absolutely lost my rag. I threw the plate and it was such an amazing roast dinner. I threw the plate. Now, bearing in mind, I threw the plate... At an angle where I knew it would land in the sink, so I wouldn't have to clear all the bits up later. And the rage was just so intense that I just had enough and needed to escape. I literally ran to my bedroom and just said, All all of you deal with it yourself. Just deal with it yourself. Um, The boys know that when the doors close, then that's it. And I remember Carlitos coming in with a roast potato on the fork, just like, here's a potato. And even that didn't swerve it. I got in the car and drove like a lunatic. And the only place I could go to because of lockdown was Sainsbury's. How annoying was that? So I sat in the car park thinking, right, I'm just going to buy a load of random stuff just just to get away and realised that I didn't have my mask or my purse. So that was a bad move. So I actually sat in Sainsbury's for a good half an hour to just wind down and think about stuff And just calm down and just have me time, even though it was just Sainsbury's. That time to just have me and just go over stuff and calm down and come back like a complete different person and, you know, and carry on the rest of the evening. I just come in, did my art and just listened to music and just carried on the evening like nothing had happened. We all need a break. We all have mini explosions. We all need to just run, smell the air, get out, get some fresh air, walk it off, anything, just do anything to get out of the house, obviously social distancing, and just walk it off, and just get out there. We we all need a break. Even the kids need a break from us every now and again. You know, they they need for us not to be on their back the whole the whole time with work and what you're doing, cleaning a room and stuff. So I think it's important that everybody needs a break within the household, you know, and then we can recoup and get on with our lives again.
0: Oh, uh, you see, I remember that because Lisa actually went and sat in the car park because she couldn't even go in. And, you know, she's she's a, an incredible mum. But, you know, like she says, you've got two teenage boys. They're doing homeschooling all day in their bedrooms. Um, it's just... It, it can be the smallest thing, can't it, as well for the kids that just sets you off. Absolutely. And you just and they and that I think that was the thing like with my mom when she had her major fit because you think, well, what, what? I've only just come in, but it's all those layers, isn't it? There's sometimes they've got no idea. Yeah. The the mental. Gymnastics that you're going
1: through on a daily basis, and also the, just to keep everyone afloat. And it's, also, the, I mean, it's the, it, it's a condition of being a teenager that you're incredibly self-centered and selfish. Oh and my self-oriented. god, they're all egomaniacs. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Have to be. But, so the last thing you're thinking about is you're not. your last thing you're going to do is think empathetically about what what how this is going to impact on your parents. And you can argue, obviously, your job as a parent is to try and curtail that and make them have as much empathy as. as but Mark, as don't as you, you sometimes
0: isn't doesn't your burnout for me? It is. I just think. I just don't want to say one more complimentary thing.
1: Yes, I just had
0: it.
2: Yeah.
1: I
0: just constantly well, I do, I, boosting. Like we never say anything I, negative to
1: them. Well, ever. the exhaustion with all we the just, girls is that you just so you, you feel like you can't. I, I never like it when you don't feel you can be fundamentally honest. I think sometimes thinking.
0: we're we're almost too concerned with mental health. So we think about everything. Yeah, yeah but it gets to a
1: point where every <laughs> so time I open my mouth, health, I'm tripping. Our mental health and, and the, the really numbers, The number of <laughs> situations we'll be in where the kids will be around, it's so Any one of the four girls and I'll go to say something and your eyebrow will raise and you'll be like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I'm heading towards Armageddon, but I don't know which way. And I next, say the next word and you're like... No, and then I try the next, <laughs> and I'm a fork in the road. I, I just want to share this funny story, just thinking because uh. I was thinking of her in the car park We're going to Sainsbury's. I do remember a particular time when Maddie was a, a toddler and she was particularly loud when she cried. Uh, she's not that temperamental now at all. I mean, she's very still and she's very calm and she's all those things, but... She's a big tears roll down,
0: down, down the cheeks. big tears roll down the cheeks, but
1: there was a point where literally, she w- the, the decibel count of her voice, a uh, scream was terrible. And I remember us walking out of a cinema, we walked past McDonald's, she wanted a McDonald's, I said, no, we're not having a McDonald's, and we headed towards the car. She started to scream like, I've never known a child oh, God, scream. Oh, God, she's
0: probably in deep shot he would said, no, I've never heard and you was, say no she ever to utterly,
1: them. was utterly, utterly <laughs> inconsolable, but it got, it escalated. You know how these things do, it escalates so rapidly that I had to tuck her under my arm like a rugby ball, run through the car park in, in Wandsworth. I put her in the car. And when I put her in the car, I had to, like like she was, I don't know, diseased or something, <laughs> shut the door with her in the car and back away from the car. And as I backed away from the car, God she was just shaking. in there with her face and, you know, and condensation and claw marks. And it was, yeah, rattling. It was, it was a monstrous moment. And I think we all have those Tears. they have we? their burnouts. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah, well, they have theirs, but also we all have those moments where it's funny. You know, if you ask your kids, when was the moment dad or mum lost it most? Maybe that should have been the question we asked Carlitos yeah. and, and Maddie. That was yeah. quite funny. Yeah. Um, but here's a comment we've been sent from a teenager in their absence. I'm and f- they've asked to be anonymous. Anonymous. I'm a fed up teen. I hate lockdown, and now I feel like I hate my parents sometimes too. They're always bickering, and it feels like I can do I can't do anything right. I know they love me, but I also know they are worrying about money, my exams and COVID. When I saw your post, I felt a bit sorry for them. I put myself in their place. Maybe they have this thing you call parental burnout. Oh, that's very reasonable
0: well i think that i think actually i think more than ever a lot of kids are very aware of what their parents are going because people keep saying don't they yeah. oh my god my pet pa- my kids are seeing me for what i'm really like usually i pat them off to school they're seeing me cry yeah. they're seeing me be silly yeah. you know playful and so i think you know as much as We've been very close up to our kids. Our kids have also been very close up to us. Yeah. And I think that's been quite a frightening thing for some parents because we've always been fairly open about also showing them our vulnerability. You know, it's one of our mantras where adult children trying to find our way through. We don't always have the Whereas answers. Whereas Kiki did come up to me the but other uh, day
1: and say, Mum doesn't cry enough, you know. Oh,
0: no, bless her. Well, there you go. So it's, just, it's um you know, and but some people, a lot of people's style of parenting is to be indestructible. To, to never be vulnerable. Yeah. And so a lot of these kids are seeing it and going, oh, hang on a minute, this isn't... There's something going on here with them. I you know, you, money think, worries and job losses bit. and all this stuff. They're, they're hearing all this stuff. Yeah,
1: but I think that's a really important thing you raise there, and I wonder whether it flips down the gender divide. I wonder if, whether mothers do this more, because, you know, I mean, we can all pussyfoot around this and be politically bloody correct and all that kind of stuff. This, fall, this shit falls more readily towards mums. Mm. This... You know the potential for burnout falls more readily towards moms. So let's just accept it as a given. It's not the case in all cases, but I think I can see with my own eyes. You know, in in the news and amongst friendship groups and peer groups and the parents of friends, you can just feel it and sense it. I can feel it in our place. You know, I know when I'm being honest with myself. I know when I'm thinking, this is an Nads situation. This is an emotional thing that Nad is going to deal with because I she's she she would feel she's better qualified to deal with this than me. You know, issues around uh, the girls. But I do think that you, I mean, I, I would say that looking on at your parenting through COVID, I think, I think the girls do know when you're simply putting on a brave front or papering over the cracks do you know what i mean and it, god i mean it's what every parent tries to do is paper over the cracks and not show everything and the one i do remember one time very early on in the first or second lockdown i had a, a very emotional breakdown about something that was going on with you know with family members and uh and i remember maddie looking really not distressed in a like oh but she was like oh right i could see she was looking at me and going oh right dad's really struggling here with something and she was listening and she she helped help me out with some you know, kind words and what have you. But I do sometimes worry that you... And I wonder if this is the case for more mums, that you you do think... A lot of mums think they're hiding it and they're not.
0: Well, what I would say to that, my mum wasn't a big crier in front of us, but she cried a couple of times and those times sit with me very, very heavily even now. I hated right. it. Right. It frightened me. I didn't like it. And I think that... um I have cried in front of the kids a few times, but I do. I don't want them to worry so about. So, are you the opinion
1: me. that we shouldn't cry in front of our kids?
0: No, no, I'm not. But I think you have to be. You have to be mindful about how you do, and I think yeah. you have to show them that you're okay at the end. Yeah. I think it's perfectly fine to show your kids that you're fallible. I mean, I think it was in the beginning of lockdown last year. I was too batshit crazy. I was. I was a nervous wreck, but I did keep saying to them, "Listen, I'm really struggling. I'm actually really struggling." But, but eventually, I pulled myself together because I could see that it was impacting on them, me being like totally hysterical about washing everything that came into the house. You know, I was like a mad woman. Yeah, ne- this is the woman who never has a tidy house, and suddenly she's freaking out and making them wash every bit of shopping that comes in. Yeah. It was too much for them. It was too much of a
1: personality change. Yeah, it was a
0: complete personality <laughs> we all, change. We all quite liked it,
1: actually. Suddenly, <laughs> everything was quite tidy and clean. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, a few social media comments here. Tralala, hello. You often contribute. Tralala. Yeah. When takeaways happen, I like this. When takeaways happen more than once a week, I know I hit the burnout stage. <laughs> I hear you on I'm that. Totally hear you on that.
0: Oh my god, I really don't want to call. I said to Kiki yesterday, it was about nine o'clock. I went, Kiki, "You haven't had any dinner." She went, "Have n't I?" I was like, "No." So I was getting up, making a boiled egg and salt. I felt so bad. I hadn't even thought about giving her dinner
1: from anonymous motivating everyone else when your own motivation is slipping. Oh,
0: I hear you anonymous. I'm sometimes especially around the mental health conversations that I have I sometimes think I am literally going to go mad because I feel all these things that I'm saying, oh yeah boy you yeah that's t- that's very tough. I'm feeling them too. Yeah, yeah. To motivate the mental health and to look after themselves when they're feeling low. So. I just sometimes feel so exhausted with it.
1: Sarah says dealing with a teenage hormonal daughter during lockdown. Oh god. Not How's easy. That it? We got two. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, trying to do counselling sessions without 20 questions at the same time. Mm. I'm presuming you mean counselling for yourself. Mm. Uh, same Lucy, eight-year-old homeschooling, 18 and 19-year-old home from college, just want to scream sometimes.
0: Yeah. Do you know what?
1: I think Find a way to gap get a pillow
0: up. and just go and scream your head off. If you can go somewhere like in the woods or something like that, screaming. You see, I love it when people say, I just want to scream because right. it's just so clear what you need to do. The pressure <laughs> is built up and you need to scream. Um, You know what can help sometimes when I want to do that is if you really blast music in your ears, go for a really fast walk or dance or something like that, and it it kind of can have the same release as screaming. I
1: do think also catering for different aged kids. It's very. God, I don't know how
0: people are keeping with toddlers and teens. teens, Terrible.
1: Uh, Hani, Hanifa, sorry, sick of hearing, I'm hungry actually started to hate cooking. <laughs>
0: Everyone's saying that. They say their kids are eating them out of house yeah. and home because, of course, they're bored, so they want to go to food. Uh,
1: Sarah says, I feel like I have nothing left to give and motivation is zero by the end of day.
0: I hear you, um, sister.
1: <laughs> someone else here saying their husband never takes a day off in over a year, not taking a holiday, and I'm exhausted. Again, there's that sort of tie-in mm. between how one partner's behaviour or, or habits if impacts on another um, a lot of people, this is anonymous. My son is disabled and no help or support through lockdown. Oh God. I've actually felt suicidal for oh, months. Oh, you know, I think God. You know, please
0: reach out to, to the, the Samaritans. Samaritans. Absolutely. Please, please do because they will put you in with the right agencies to get you help. That's that is scary. Yeah. And really, really sad. And we're sending out a big virtual hug to you. But please reach out to the Samaritans. Uh,
1: someone else wants to be anonymous? Amazing. Quite a few people want to be anonymous. I think that tells, well,
0: you, tells, tells you, you what a taboo it is, isn't yep. it,
1: to sort of admit it. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old and a six-month-old who sleeps terribly. I love them to bits, but I'm totally exhausted. Some days just wish I didn't have to look after them for a bit and oh. do the same. Nighttime routine, which is always a struggle. There's always tears and tantrums. The last lockdown has been the hardest I can't wait for normality.
0: Oh, sweetheart. I know, I know, I know. It's so hard. Uh,
1: this really, I can relate to this a bit. What Katie says is, uh, I sometimes feel completely brain dead as if I can't even be bothered to speak. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I've had a few of those moments where you just oh, sit there staring so at the weird. wall. That's so what, when we, the
0: point we usually watch Married at First Sight Australia and just mong out to yeah. it, don't we?
1: Mary says, constantly tired and burnt out, t- tired of trying to keep up with my kids' emotional of well-being and all the complications of trying not to repeat the same mistakes my parents I made. Know. Isn't it exhausting? God,
0: it's so lovely hearing from yes, you. Yes, it is. It's like salve to my soul.
1: Well, it just tells you you're not on your own yeah. and that is the point of of Confessions of, these... of a modern yeah. parent well, is... The... This is the point uh, of most sharing of your experiences. Yeah. You're sharing so that people feel connection, and connection is what makes humans different to exactly. not being humans.
0: A problem shared is a problem halved, and that's why we we call yeah. this podcast "Confessions" because it feels like everything has to be a confession, doesn't it? Because it feels oh, like everything that
1: we do is wrong. Well, it's a bit of a confession to say that I feel I have parental burnout and I want time out. Yeah. Uh, last two, we've co- never had so many anonymouses. No, no. Last two comments. Uh, this one's from Claire. Constant negotiating with my boys about pretty much everything. In capitals. Uh, And Sinead says, trying to keep them off tech, going from one to two hours before lockdown. Now it's all day. It's hard. It's hard enacting anything. It's hard enacting anything, especially when, you know, one of the other problems as well in the current situation that we find ourselves in is, is that it's hard enough disallowing ourselves from just Kicking back and yeah. stuff that's bad. Yeah. You know, I'd like we... to lose myself in a bottle of vodka I'd in a I'd like box to lose set every day. In, yeah, grand grand theft auto, whatever it is <laughs> it's called. I'd love to be on my PS4 for hours, days, I can't, I can't justify it. Well, there you go. Parental burnout. Do you feel burnt out? Oh, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> there you go, guys. There you go.
0: And All I can think about is a great long list of things we have to yeah. do right through to tonight. Well, let's get on. Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Ta <laughs>